3: This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on v the sports betting network.
4: Welcome into Odds On. Mike Palm here. And a round of applause. Amal Shaw back. Feeling under the weather the last few days, but you're going to try to gut it out for a segment or two today.
3: Yeah, probably going to use a bullpen session today. I got Josh Towers coming in. so we'll He was ready.
4: a starter. Now you're going to make him a relief. You don't <laughs> do this to people, Amal. That's not how you treat pitchers. All right, we'll hear about that later. <laughs> NBA playoffs in full swing. Stanley Cup playoffs in full swing. Major League Baseball, four games going on right now, four games uh, later. Game about to get underway, Kansas City and the White Sox as well. But let's start in the NBA where, lo and behold them all, Steve Kerr comes back, and all of a sudden, the Warriors have a game plan and intensity on defense. Dominating performance last night against the Mavs in game one of the Western Conference Finals.
3: It didn't see any of the games last night, but, uh, you know, very dominant performance by Golden State in that one. Luka Doncic and company completely dominated in this one. I read the uh, post game. Andrew Wiggins looked like he did a really effective job. And I think his athleticism is going to be key with his length in terms of what he could potentially do against Luka. The best
4: stretch of the game, believe it or not, was actually in the second quarter when Luka was on the bench. And Dallas moved the ball around a little bit more. Look, it looks like Kerr decided to go into this and say, we're going to let you jack up the threes, we're yeah. not going to give you easy twos. You're going to have to make a bunch of threes to beat us. The Warriors got much easier twos on their end of the court. And they covered the total one twelve eighty seven last night to take a one games to zero lead. As you look forward to this series, all series price now, Warriors, they were 225. They doubled now up to 450, get back 350 on the Mavericks. How do you see this series? Do you see it Golden State in five, Golden State in six, or can Dallas force uh, a, a
3: longer series? Well, first of all, I hope the Mavericks get through but I think it's going to be Golden State, and yeah. I think it's going to be a five- or six-game series. I'm not sure which way, but really a dominant performance. But I think the pricing is a bit of an overreaction. Mike, this is now the third time we've seen this with Dallas. Lose two games to Utah. Lose uh, two games against uh, Phoenix. Or did they lose, I think, one game against Utah? One, they got game two. So, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Phoenix, they lose the first two games, come back and win four, uh, four out of the next five. I don't think this team's going to be intimidated, but give the Warriors credit. They shot the ball 56% from the floor. Um, you know, Mavericks just thirty six percent. That's going to obviously have to change defensively. That's really the key. I think that's getting overlooked. The fact that they give up one hundred and twelve here.
4: Total, uh, total last night was two sixteen and a half. Finishes with one hundred and ninety nine, and the spread was five. As we look ahead to game number two tomorrow night, Warriors now six instead of five in the total, which went way under. Ticks down two points and a half, two and a half points, from two sixteen and a half to two fourteen. Uh, are they overreactions to game one or appropriate moves in the line?
3: appropriate, I think, on both sides. Not as enamored with the side as I am with the total coming down. I think it's correct on the total, simply because Dallas is going to have to defend far better. You can't give up 56% against anybody. Mike, I've been harping on this all season long in the playoffs about the Warriors. 15 turnovers last night. It didn't matter as much because they win the game by, you know, just they blow them out there in this game by 25 points. But if you play Boston or you play Miami, you turn the ball over at this rate, they're going to do the exact same thing the Warriors did at the Mavs last night.
4: All right, talk about uh, the line adjusting in a series. Game one went to the Heat. Of course, the two uh, scratches for Boston. I thought not having Marcus Smart was really a key factor in that game. The overnight on game one was one, All Was two when I was on the air with Adam Burke. Closed at five. They get the job done, and the game went way over the total. Came back with a new total at four. We see it at three and a half right now in favor of the Heat in game two tonight. Total adjusts from 203 and a half to 207 and a half. Here's my question there. Is this total moving up four points in overreaction?
3: You know, I was trying to figure that out in this game, uh, in game number one. Um, I thought Miami really showed impressively in that second half. They outscored them by 25 points. I heard somebody on uh, one of the YouTube clips on ESPN talked about if Boston, you told them, you're going to outscore Miami in three of the four quarters. You think there's no shot yeah. we're losing the game. And I think they've got to be a little bit better uh, initially. I, I think... Look, they didn't have Horford. They didn't have Smart. That's a huge blow in terms of how this team was able to perform. But give uh, Jimmy Butler and credit uh, company credit. They, um, they take care of business. Important game, though. I said to Adam Burke on Tuesday, if you like the heat in this series, instead of taking plus 130
4: <laughs> or plus 135, why not take Jimmy Butler at 2-1 to one for MVP? It's not going to be another MVP for Miami. I don't see it.
3: Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. Uh, Butler's been unbelievable. Um, that's actually not a bad argument. Pre flop. Now,
4: you could also take Miami knowing they had home home court um, and take the plus price in the series, but now it's adjusted from the Celtics being a dollar eighty, dollar eighty five series favorite to the Heat now, minus one forty five, take back a dollar twenty five or dollar thirty on the Celtics.
3: Yeah, uh, I still think Boston's far from out of it. I mean, this is a really good team. We saw what they were able to do. I thought winning game six in Milwaukee is the second most impressive win we've seen thus far in the postseason. Uh, with uh, Dallas winning at Phoenix in game seven. But other than that, uh, I I don't think you can discount this uh, Boston Celtics team yet. There's a long way to go. And here's the other thing, Mike. For me, it's always that 85 series between the Celtics and the Lakers, that Memorial Day massacre where the Lakers got crushed and they end up winning four of the next five games and win the series. It's the same thing. Even though Miami was dominant in the third quarter and you have everything you're feeling good right now, you lose game two. Everything you accomplished in game one goes out the window.
4: If you believe in the Celtics, would you wait and see if they lost game two tonight like you did with the 76ers and try to get maybe, what are they going to be, plus plus more than $2 in the series going home
3: uh, down 0-2? I think it's a different scenario right now because I think Boston's very capable of winning this game. I don't think it would come as much of a shock if the Celtics win this game. I think these games, you know, it was a final 11 points. Unless somebody's really struggling shooting the basketball and they shoot the ball as well as the Warriors did last night, I think most of these games are going to be played uh, within probably about five to seven points in each game.
4: Uh, are you interested in the in the game tonight? Catching three and a half with the Celtics.
3: Uh, Horford right now is questionable. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that's critical. I'd wait for an end game.
4: I like the under tonight. I th- I think this was the first game of the playoffs where the pace got away from the Celtics, and that's it. They, they Boston's a team that dictates pace, um, and you know the. They had troubles on the defensive end because Miami attacked that pick with the pick and roll um, with Butler so effectively, right? And you give him any space, he's going to get an open mid-range jumper. Uh, Brian Geltziler was on with Mitch and Paul this morning right before I was talking about how good of an in-game coach Spo is.
3: I think, you know, he's looking at, this might be his sixth NBA finals. I don't think people give him credit for how great of a coach he is. You know, he's not a rah-rah-look-at-me kind of guy. He's done it very quietly they had that four consecutive finals run with LeBron and D Wade and Bosh. but remember they got there in the in the um, in the bubble this team's done really a tremendous job with him
4: uh, player props tonight' Amal. Jimmy Butler 41 in game one is over under points tonight 26 and a half
3: I'm gonna go under I think Boston will focus on him
4: all right um, one other thing. <laughs> Series uh, Eastern Conference Final MVP. I mentioned Jimmy Butler was two to one before game number one. Now moved to being the favorite at minus one thirty. Jason Tatum, who was the favorite at minus one twenty, now plus one fifty. Jalen Brown, you can get at 13 to 1. Bam out of Bayou 18 to 1. Tyler Hero 20 to 1. Marcus Smart, who didn't play in game one, 30 to 1, now 50 to 1. Kyle Lowry, 90 to 1. Al Horford, 150 to 1. Any interest here either playing Tatum at the plus price or Jimmy Butler at minus 130 after the Game 1 performance.
3: Not really. They're comparable to their teams. I think Brown is the guy, though, who could potentially be an MVP.
4: Okay. Um, I want to play some sound from Nick Saban talking about recruiting, and I know, Amal, your passion is college football, and he was at a forum talking about recruiting classes and how NIL has changed things, and and specific to recruiting in the SEC. Let's go to that sound.
0: And you've read about them, you know who they are. I mean, we were second in recruiting last year, AM was first. AM bought every player on their team, made a deal for name, image, and likeness. All right. We didn't buy one player. All right. But I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it.
4: First question Do you agree with the characterization of AM bought every player?
3: I mean, if you're going by technically, no. But if you're saying based on NIL, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was pretty clear.
4: Will Nick be forced into the NIL game
3: as he says more and more schools are going to do this? Oh, please. They're already doing it. Give me a break. What are you kidding me? Just, just because you close your eyes doesn't mean the fire goes away. I can see it, okay? I mean, give me a break. I'll tell you, the mistake he's making, though, going after Jimbo in this particular mm-hmm. instance is this. a has got a lot of big money. I'm going to tell you right now, this is going to become a war of attrition financially. They can play with anybody. And as irrelevant as AM has been in college football, they can become relevant very quickly with the amount of money and how badly that program wants to win in state. Jeez,
4: you know, they're, they're relevant, and they beat Alabama, um, without a quarterback. They've He's yet to have a quarterback there. What happens if they get a five-star quarterback? What happens if they get a Heisman trophy? What if they have, Even if they had had a Matt Corral with his defense and running game, I mean, they couldn't be a factor in the
3: playoffs. There's no question about it. They've recruited some big-time players. Uh, we'll see if they materialize in terms of development. I think that's the biggest thing that gets overlooked. know, everybody tells me about this program and that program. I saw on a message board a, a few days ago, people were talking about Georgia. And I said, listen, tell me it's Alabama and Ohio State and LSU whose guys always sign the big money deals in the NFL. The development, if I'm a kid and mm-hmm. you take money out of the equation, I'm looking at those three programs where I want to go to college. Because if you look at the number of Bama players, the number of Buckeyes you don't see guys out of Clemson signing big-money deals. Uh, you don't see guys out of—how many guys out of Georgia have had stellar performances in their career? There are a lot of players in the mm-hmm. league, but they're not guys that are signing 90 and $100 million deals.
4: They get these linemen, all these linemen on both sides of the ball, Alabama. And that goes to
3: development as well. I've always said, I think, where Urban and Nick are mm-hmm. underrated— and they're overrated as X and those guys. Mm-hmm. They're underrated in terms of their talent evaluation. You go back and look— Urban only lost five games once in his career. Everywhere he's been, he's been successful. Nick Saban, same thing. Their ability to take talented players and develop them.
4: The v Spring Special is here for only $59. You get everything v has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at v and subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke on Major League Baseball, Jonathan Tobel on the NBA playoffs, and Andy McNeil on the Stanley Cup playoffs. Plus, we'll also be covering golf, UFC, USFL, And NASCAR. If you want the full VSIN experience, the Daily Best Bets email, Point Spread Weekly. 24 7 video access, $59. Go to vsin.comslash spring. Up next, the NHL playoffs.
1: No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So, what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
0: Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. <laughs> That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
3: ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. prohibited for by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSN the sports betting
0: network.
4: Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine. Nicotine pouches are smoke-free and spit-free, and I'm all are made with food-grade ingredients. Simply open the child-resistant lid and place the pouch between your upper lip and gum for up to one hour of real nicotine satisfaction. Zen is available in 10 varieties and two strengths, three milligrams for fresh nicotine satisfaction, and six milligrams for even more nicotine enjoyment. Simple and discreet, you can enjoy Zen anywhere, anytime. Find your freedom, find your satisfaction, find your zen visit zen.com that z y n dot c o m to learn more and to find zen nicotine pouches near you zen nicotine pouches are only for adults 21 plus who currently use tobacco or nicotine which is an addictive chemical welcome back into odds on mike palm here with uh, amal shaw appreciate you coming in today still feeling a little bit under the weather but you're going to gut it out for another segment and then josh towers will join the desk in 30 minutes and we'll focus on baseball the back half of the show. All right, let's talk some hockey. Amal, I've missed you the last few days, especially in uh, approaching, attacking these playoff series and, and individual playoff games. Geez, the Rangers looked a lot more like the regular season Rangers than the Pittsburgh Penguins Rangers, who we were both fortunate to catch that first-round ticket against last night and probably, probably doomed their series chances by letting that game slip away last night. Up one nothing. Since seven minutes into the game, you allow a goal with two minutes left and then a goal in overtime, and you find yourself down one nothing.
3: Yeah, that absolutely hurts considering how much they dominated. But if you're the Rangers, you got to feel like you let one get away. I didn't think you could win in Carolina with just a single goal, though. The, the, uh, they dominated the play. <laughs>
4: they really <laughs> neutralized the Carolina 4-check. I mean, they controlled most of the game. It wasn't like Shosturkin was standing on his head. Yes, he was solid, but Carolina wasn't getting the chances. Remember in their three wins against the Bruins at home... Um, or four wins against the Bruins at home. If not for that broken stick with 30 seconds left uh, in Game 7, they win by two to three goals every game. It really wasn't competitive, and the Rangers went in there and went toe-to-toe with them for 58 minutes, literally 60 minutes, but couldn't steal Game 1 on the road, which I think they needed to do to win this series.
3: Yeah, I agree with you, especially when you lead for about 57-plus minutes and you give it away. Ajo with the late goal there, but to me, it's so hard mentally to come back now in that spot after losing that one.
4: I look at it as the same way as the Capitals in game four with a chance to go up yeah. 3-1, up with three minutes to go 2-1 on Florida and not able to get it done. Um, taking a look at the series odds, Hurricanes were $1.90 going into yesterday. They went at home as they were supposed to, and here we go again. Now they're 360 plus 280 on the Rangers.
3: Well, this one, I don't have a problem with the move simply because I just feel like it's one of these losses that could potentially beat you twice. I didn't see the game last night, but how would you rate Carolina's offensive performance of play because you know if you look at the games poor. Against Bo- Bo- okay poor against boston they came out buzzing every game
4: i mean the, the the talk in each of the intermissions was what's wrong with this carolina team Moore said they interviewed him early in the second period he said we got to find a way to win this game even when we're not close to our best
3: well oh, he was right good yeah. read on his team early yeah. <laughs> on and they come through in this one but um, I do believe the Rangers are going to play far better than they did against Pittsburgh. I think that series just became an offensive series, but the Rangers are capable of playing these types of games.
4: Yeah. All right, and then last night in uh, in the Saddle Dome, oh, people said instant classic, instant garbage to me. I mean, the goaltending, let's face it, Markstrom was awful, gives up five goals. Mall well, at the end of the second period, Calgary had 42 shots. Edmonton had 18, and it was 6-5. to five. Okay. I mean, garbage. Mike Smith gives up two of the softest goals you'll ever see out of the first three. First time ever in an an NHL game, there were two goals in the first 51 seconds. This is the highest scoring game since, I believe, 1993 when it was also a 9-6 game. Uh, I don't think Edmonton matches up at all with Calgary. I said this could be a sweep. Game one last night didn't change my mind.
3: Well, here's, here's the one thing I'd point out. Both these teams combined go one for seven on the power play. Both these teams are very capable, especially Edmonton. Um... They get this game tied. I woke up, I saw 5-1. I said, oh, Calgary's rolling. And then going back through uh, on the overnight, looking at it, I go, I can't believe they tied this game up. So if you're Calgary, you take away, you got the win at home. But you got to defend better. Markstrom didn't play well, giving up the uh, six goals in this one. Edmonton's goaltending, some serious concerns here. What do you do
4: here if 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 you're Edmonton? Do you go back to Mike Smith in game number two, or do you let Koskinen get a start?
3: No, I think you got to go with um, Mike Smith because... He gave up a few of the soft goals, but the reality of it is I think he, he's a guy you want in there because it wasn't like Koskinen giving up five goals was, you know, like he performed well.
4: No, but he gave up uh, five goals in. he was pulled for about a minute and a half with the empty net down two. But he came in at 13 minutes left in the first period or 12 and a half minutes left. So, I mean, he played 50 minutes of the game. He gave up five. Mike Smith gave up three in seven minutes.
3: Yeah, I, I, in hockey, I don't necessarily look at it that way. I think uh, it's just time-scoring situation. Sometimes, and the game got out of hand pretty quickly in this one early. Same
4: thing with the series. Price goes from one eighty to three eight, one ninety to three eighty here. Favor? Do you
3: look yeah, at Edmonton at plus two ninety? I don't. I know you don't, and I, I get it. I know you got the point. Well, you plans. don't have to agree with me. I, no, I, no, I no. <laughs> um, I, I just, I don't look. I think Calgary's a really good team. I think they the second second best team out there behind Colorado, but. Saddle McDavid, you know um, the kid who was with San Jose. Uh, Evander Kane he's had a good postseason. It, they got some scorers on this team. I mean, oh. they can they can do some things. How about to chuck, t- t- chuck last night?
4: The three goals. No, yelling at Evander Kane in the scrum. You need some more money. You need what some- he said? Oh yeah, you could see it right on the TV. Is that what yes, <laughs> need some more money, and he was going like this. You need some more money. Wow. T- trolling the bankruptcy. Yeah. Wow. Pretty good. That pretty, was really good. Pretty good stuff. All right, let's get to tonight's games. <laughs> I'm all. I'm mad at myself I didn't take a shot at plus 130 with the lightning before the series started. How much do you think they might live in the Panthers' heads right now? We talked a lot about the eight goals in the last game at Sunrise. John Cooper and his team went yep. down. And then they totally neutralized them. The power play was anemic. They score three power play goals themselves uh, and dominate in game one. No Braden Point tonight. Cooper announced he'll be out for the game. That's a big blow. It is a big blow. Panthers $1.65 at home tonight. Total six and a half. Game one total was seven. Was it
3: solid under? It was. And remember that last goal at four to one came because they challenged, which I thought was a good Mm -hmm. challenge, right? You You have to. Yeah, you have have to. to. You're desperate. And there was contact. There was, yeah. yeah. And so I I don't think it was a bad play to challenge that. Then you obviously uh, put Tampa back on the power play there, and they capitalized on it. But I got to tell you, Mike... I'm not a guy to put a series say it's over pretty quickly. If Tampa wins tonight, I don't think we're coming back to Sunrise. I think this thing's gonna be over in four. I I just think mentally, they look at this team and you go, this team is just better than we are. The goaltending is the biggest difference, Bobrovsky versus Vasilevsky. That's the difference in this series.
4: Yeah, just like I would say, Markstrom against Mike uh, Smith, Smith- because yeah. comparable top lines. I mean, Edmonton probably a little more potent, but. But the goaltending is such a such a disadvantage um, for both Florida and for uh, the Oilers.
3: Do you like the under again tonight here? I do not. I mm-hmm. think we'll see some goals scored here. I'm not going to play it over. But look, Barossi going to give up some goals. I thought he gave up two-week goals. That's what I'm saying. You yeah. know, in that game. Um, series price right now,
4: Lightning $1.40, worth a play. How much? Minus $1.40. Oh, yeah. No. I didn't know it was that cheap. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it went, They went from plus 130 to minus $1.40. The lowest movement we've seen on any game one in any series of either sport.
3: I do have one complaint, and I think Kenny Albert's a terrific play-by-play guy, and I think he was with uh, Eddie Olchek. Eddie Olchek was on the game. Yeah. You know, the puck went into the netting, and I didn't hear them say it, and they kept on saying they're going to challenge it. I'm like, could you tell me what the hell the challenge yeah, no, is Ed,
4: about? Eddie Olchek said it while there was live play. Okay, so if you were listening in live time, yeah, when everybody was going like this, yeah. Eddie Olczyk goes, "No, the puck's in the net, in the netting. The puck's in, and then boom, the goal scored." Right, he goes, "They'll challenge this. This is obvious." But then, in the whole run-up to it, they didn't really talk about it. And they got and, they, and the arrows were terrible trying to point to the the arrows weren't where the net moved at all. There was one angle that was like the goal angle right behind the goalie that as it pans you can actually see it obviously.
3: I'm sitting there going I don't see any goaltender yeah. interference. It's not close yeah. to an offside. Yeah. So what are we challenging here? Yeah. I, I could not figure it out. Yeah. Finally they said it and yeah. um, that could, would have tied it to two. Too, yeah, at, yeah, late exactly. in the third. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad you said that though because yeah. I was wondering about that.
4: Olchek called it in real time because I'm watching it in real time. Yeah. I had Tampa Bay minus a goal and a half, so obviously I needed them to kill off that power play and then have a shot in an empty net at the end. They ended up scoring on their own and then on a that's power a, play. And that's
3: a nice hit. Yeah. It
4: was It was at the time, it was like plus 140. Um, all right. Bennington played great. <laughs> yeah, the Blues get a late power play goal. They force overtime, but they lose game one. Is there any hope for the Blues of winning this? I just don't see any scenario outside of two or three major injuries by the Avalanche they can lose this series.
3: I, I got to be honest with you. I think Bennington played well, mm-hmm. but I think they hit five pipes. Five. Three yeah. in
4: the first period. Yeah. I, I, they beat him to his glove side all night.
3: I'm going to tell you right now, Colorado's <laughs> going to smoke him. I'd look at the puck line tonight. Uh, 240
4: right now, the line in this game, plus 105 on the puck line. Yeah, I'd take a shot with Colorado on the puck line. Well, very good. We got two plays out of you before you depart Depart us here to, for more of your recovery. We got Tampa Bay series price minus 140, and we'll play the Avalanche On the puck line tonight, plus 105. You like the game over tonight? I lean over here, and I bet under. I bet under. Here, I'm going to bet under two in the first period. They keep giving me two, because it takes three. How can this series have the first period unders be two, and yet Edmonton and Calgary's one and a half, barely juiced to the over? Tell me about that. I I have no idea. It doesn't make any
3: sense to me. None whatsoever. They might come out with a three after this first game.
4: Yeah. Colorado's faced no adversity all year, and I don't really think after they didn't lose in overtime in game one, they're going to face any here as well. All right, when we come back, we say goodbye to Amal Shaw, and we'll bring in Josh Towers for a little baseball talk. Want more betting insights to give you an edge? Check out Vison's Best Bets podcast. You can listen to daily sports betting highlights from the entire 24 7 stream of VSIN experts tracking line moves, odds, props, wins, losses, and bad beats from sportsbooks in Las Vegas and across the country. Download the VSIN Best Bets podcast now at visoncom slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into Odds On. Amal Shaw, Yeoman Like Effort here. Still not 100% recovered, but he gave us two good segments. Uh, and now, pinch hitting for him, or coming in in relief in the, what would this be, the sixth inning, fifth inning? That's
6: in, in, yeah. in today's game, fifth inning, fifth probably. Inning, yeah. Fifth
4: inning? Fifth yeah. inning? Our friend Josh Towers, former Major League Baseball pitcher, World Series champion with the New York Yankees. Josh, I want to start here. Sunday night baseball, Cardinals were up like 16-2 to two on the Giants. Yeah, I saw it. They bring former MVP, Albert Pujols in to close the game out. He does give up two homers, three runs, but does get three outs. Does he now throw his hat into the ring for NL MVP Shohei like performance?
6: Uh, close. Um, if he would have threw a fastball, maybe. But with all the changeups, he was out there flipping. Um, I, I was just, I, I just again, I think it's so embarrassing. Like first off. I don't think they should allow pitch, uh, non-pitchers to pitch because I think we go to that well a little too early. Uh, I got a lot of guys that sit in the bullpen and probably like to get in the game and pitch in a week or two, maybe get those guys in. But um, throw the ball. Like, why do we allowed the ball so much? Like, uh, Listen, I'm going to go in the outfield and I'm going to let one go and throw somebody out at home and I haven't played catch uh, in three weeks because that's how outfielders do it, right? I'm going to go to shortstop or something and I'm going to throw one in the hole, do whatever. I'm going to let it go, cross a diamond, but all of a sudden, I get on the mound as a pitcher, as a position player, and I'm afraid to throw the baseball. They're afraid, though. So there's always a loop in it or lobbing it. And, and like, Mikey, why is that? Like, what? Like, does it show you or show our audience how how hard it really is to throw a baseball? Like, you know, not your velocity is what it is. There's only a certain limit we have. But to, to really finish your throw and throw the ball on a line and actually finish the throw and have that late action – Like, it shows you how stressful it is and how important it is to put the work in to earn that right to pitch. And it is cool sometimes to see our favorite players, position players, get on the mound. But when they do that, when Albert does that, who doesn't really play anymore, it shows you how important it is for us to take care of ourselves and the stress and the possible injuries related to uh, the controlled violence that is letting a – I mean, it's crazy, man, throwing – let me say that thing next to you. What is that, nine inches, five ounces, or the complete opposite? I mean, this little guy, and 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 it's, and we're afraid to throw it because it is so taxing on your arm. And so when we watch these guys, man, you watch the Justin Verlanders and the Jacob DeGroms, and you watch all these guys, and you know, just the position players alone, to me, make me more impressed with all the other guys that get on the mound and do it because it is such an amazing thing.
4: You were a minor league pitching coach for the New York Mets. Mm-hmm. We've talked a lot about the Mets and your thoughts on um, will they be able to hold it together here? What's their projection if they get to the uh, a, National League playoffs? Me. Another blow last night. Uh, Scherzer out. We don't know for how long. Tyler Maygill hurt. We T, know my boy. Degrom. we don't know. Anything, anywhere him. near coming back. I mean, you got Chris Bassett still. Uh, tie on. I mean, do James. they are they going to have enough? pitching to hold this thing together?
6: Um, well, the beautiful thing is, is is, they're 25 and 14. They're six games up on the division. Everybody else is under 500, right? So it's the same thing. Last year, no one separated themselves. This year, they are. So they bought time. And they, they again, we talked about this. That's the most beautiful thing about Jacob DeGrom is you bought him time to not rush. Because I need him. I don't care if it's half the season, whatever it is. I need him back. And when I get him back, I need him for the rest of the year. So that picks up something. Now, in the past, we talked about the, the, the collapse of the Mets and why. It's their depth. That's mm-hmm. the reality. They had no bench depth at the major league level, and they had nothing at the minor league level to pull from. Slightly different this year. They went and added some guys um, to this roster. Again, when you got Carrasco and you got Bassett, uh, they have a kid named Colin Holderman who can get it done, and he's at the AAA level. Now, he's probably not next, but he's at the AAA level. You have, um, not on here, you have Jose Buto who's at the double-A level, but he shouldn't. He should be in the big leagues because on that team that I had with Tyler Magill and Jose Buto, um, Buto was by far our best pitcher. Like he has this changeup that's unbelievable. He throws in the mid-90s with the fastball, Venezuelan kid. Um, and the progression should have been right there with Tyler. They're both legit. He's on the 40-man. So now they find and he's 24, by the way. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not the the rush 20-year-old that when he gets called up, he's going attack. So the Mets have a little bit of depth, what they didn't have, but it's still, do they have enough to get them through all of this? But again, last time it was zero, and we saw it immediately. This time, it's not zero, and that's the best thing that happened to them.
4: Mets, you mentioned the record 25-14. They're 12-1 and following a loss. Did it again coming back after the Cardinals Unbelievable, that, right? huh? So <laughs> uh,
6: so I, I love their, their manager in the past, last year, um, but... You saw it and you see it. This and, and and I'm so glad you said that. There's so much trust. There has to be so much trust, and and we have to do this together. And I've always said this: if you, to, to get the best out of you, as, as an athlete and maybe in your line of work too, man, you tell me. Um, I always thought that when I rooted for my teammate to do well, and it was a genuine root where I wanted to see you be more successful than me. That's when the very best came out of me because it's you, you're not selfish, right? Mm-hmm. And and this is a very um, this is a team game, and it's very important to, to know that. And so, uh, yeah, booth on the minors. they got a couple of guys that are really good. Um, Do you start me off on your question? Because I have to have my 12 and
4: one following a loss. Talking yeah. about last year's manager and so, trust.
6: So we saw it with um, Travis Janikowski. He's a bench player, 25th mm-hmm. guy on the roster. And he made a comment to the media about something to the extent of, um, why would anybody wear my shirt? Why would they even make my shirt? Like, I'm, I'm the 25th guy. And what happened the very next day Well, somebody they just brought over in Escobar went and ordered, maybe it was a couple days later, went and ordered uh, a box full of Janikowski jerseys, and they all wore it. And so all of a sudden, that brought that team together where they started, they, I do care about you, and it's not selfishly about me. Um, I asked Shane Victorino when, when the Red Sox won their last World Series, because I, I knew when I got up there with the Yankees that we were winning the World Series, because it was about us. So I asked Shane, I said, when did you know? He goes, I knew in July we'd win the World Series. Because they did stuff, whether they dyed their hair together or whether they wore the same uniforms. You respect somebody on your team so much and when we start showing up for each other, that's what the Mets have not had. And that's what, I don't know how long it's going to last because I know that their their head coach is, he likes himself and sometimes likes to put himself first. But right now, what we're getting from the Mets and you're 12-1 is, is probably the coolest stat about it, because you can't do that without each other, is they actually are playing for everybody else and not just themselves, and they're not Solely relying on Jacob Degrom,
4: I love that they put the ball in play too. They're a heavy contact team. They don't strike out a lot. How I dude, mean, they face good pitchers. They put the ball in play. The little things, right? Yeah. Uh, betting question for you. Okay. Basically, both the dot uh, the sorry, the Mets and the Yankees are both two to one to win their divisions. Okay. What's the better bet right now? The Yankees to win the AL East at two, at minus two dollars, or the Mets to win the NL East at minus two dollars?
6: If we're going just on that, it's yeah. going to be the Mets. Um, I, I, again. Atlanta had that second half where it was amazing but the rest of them kind of doing what they're doing right now uh, and I think that the Philadelphia Phillies even though we see a lot of positive I think that they're lacking that one thing that we just discussed that the Mets found right I mean you look what the Padres have done we don't even see Tatis in baseball he's already nope. forgot about but yet that manager is the guy that you want to play he's a phenomenal dude and they're very successful and they don't even have their best lineup right so it's not always the players. Everybody was worried about Acuna last year. Oh, he went down, they can't win. No, 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 that's Mm -hmm. not how this works, right? It's different. Um, So I I think currently with, with the question marks about the Phillies and, you know, still messing with their lineup and Miami can be good. Their pitching staff's dope, by the way. Uh, Atlanta will come together, but they brought Kelly Jansen in, and it kind of messed up that flow, and I'm not a fan.
4: I, I question how much losing a guy like Freddie Freeman hurts the clubhouse, too. The clubhouse. Right? That's the most
6: important part. Not the field. The clubhouse. Yeah. I, I think out of your question, the Mets are would be my answer. I think the Yankees, obviously what they're doing is fantastic, but Tampa's too good, Toronto's too good, and I don't think those teams are going anywhere.
4: Um, I have two Cy Young tickets. Well, I have six, but let's just narrow it down to these two. To the good ones. Well, uh, uh, <laughs> f- 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 50 to 1 on Musgrove. He's 4-0. and Hasn't done anything wrong yet, right? And I, I don't know what I got on, uh, on Wheeler. Something 10, 12 to 1 Zach- on Zach Wheeler. My friend said to me the other night, you're not going to believe this, but your ticket on Wheeler is more live than on Musgrove. And Wheeler was great last night. But he says, he's, Wheeler can do this for a whole season. I don't know if Musgrove can do it for a whole season.
6: Zach got it out of the system. He got his He got his early April Rose, yep. his first four starts, whatever it was, mm-hmm. got it out of the system, and ever since then, he got pretty mad. Mm-hmm. And now he's been unbelievable ever since. And we saw that last year from him. I thought he should have won it last year. He should have won it. Maybe he should have won it. Maybe Scherzer was the other guy. He was dope mm-hmm. as well. But um, – Musgrove, he's 4-0 with the 2-2. He's got seven starts. He's got 45 innings, 36 hits. All good stuff. He has more strikeouts. Very important than innings pitch, which you want. Guess how many walks he has. Six. That's that's a more beautiful stat than the strikeout stat. Um, the, the, the thing is with Joe is we, we saw him lose it sometimes, mm-hmm. and it took him a minute to figure it out, and then he got... The other thing is, is he's a San Diego boy, and I think playing at home distracted him for a while. I think throwing the
4: no-hitter was a distraction right? (laughs) I
6: like, I do, I really like both those a lot. I think currently um, Musgrove's a guy because he has, again, a a better atmosphere.
4: All right, when we come back, we'll talk about our plays, and I want to ask him about the Diamondbacks pitcher today. How good is he?
1: Sumo Play.
7: Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this
3: week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on V the Sports Betting Network.
4: Golf's second major is here, and Bet Rivers Sportsbook has a great offer for you. Every day of the tournament, just log on to Bet Rivers and receive a 20% profit boost for the PGA Championship. The field is wide open, so take advantage of the daily profit boost during the PGA Championships at Bet Rivers. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Bet on the Bet Rivers app or go to BetRivers.com. Welcome back into Odds on Final Segment. Mike Colm here with Josh Towers, closing the show for Amal Shaw today. Let me give you some numbers real quick. Go ahead. All right, last
6: um, let's go four years, three and six with a two eight one. Three and two with a two seven five ERA, really good. Uh, mixed in a bad year, we were four and ten with a four point three zero ERA, and this year we're two and zero with a one point zero five. Pretty strong,
4: Zach Gallen. Pretty strong. Is he's really he's a, strong. He's a dog at Wrigley Field today. There's only three games still to start. Five in action right now. Do you like him? Do you like him as a dog 100%. against the Cubs? I, I,
6: Strowman's inconsistent to me. I mm-hmm. know the Diamondbacks have lost six in a row, right? So you got to worry about that. But yep. you're giving me this kid as a dog. Six innings, one run, seven innings, zero, six and a third, two, six, zero, five, one, and four, zero. He hasn't given up more than two in a game uh, all season. He's been unbelievable. Why wouldn't I want to back that? Now, I get it, what's happening with that team, struggling a little bit, but the Cubs aren't necessarily lighting it up on fire either. So. If you if you are afraid to take the D backs for nine, maybe take him for five. He's only That's... not gone five once, and well, that was his first
4: start. You're gonna you're gonna see that in my place. First, oh shoot! First five with I him. I jumped the gun. Yeah, I like him first five. And, and let me tell you something, Arizona. How about Arizona? They can't win at Chavez Ravine. Okay. Oh. They've lost 26 of the last 29 against the Dodgers at Chavez Ravine. How is that even possible? But again, another four game sweep by the Dodgers, and none of the starters were particu- particularly great. Let's go with the mall's place. He had to leave. Um, he loves the Lightning here to win the series against the Panthers, minus $1.40. And tonight, avalanche on the puck line against the Blues, plus 105. He thinks the Avs drill them. Five unlucky posts in mm-hmm. game one. Um, he thinks uh, he thinks tonight they find the back of the net more. Just announced are out six to eight weeks.
6: Where, where was the issue at with Max? Where, uh, is, is it arm?
4: Uh, I don't is know. It something else? Okay, we'll, we'll get you more clarity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and, get, and
6: now, again, back to that Diamondback play real mm-hmm. quick. Stroman is pitching. Uh, his last two starts have been pretty good but before that it's it's been awful he went seven and zero versus Milwaukee so I do like to track that stuff too because we get very routine um, and or if I'm going bad it, it gets mental if I'm going good it's you start feeling good about yourself so we might see a good pitching matchup um, but I still like the Diamondbacks in that play. Uh, again, I don't know who's going to get called up. I don't. I, I, we have Colin Holdeman. I don't think he'll be the first kid. They do have some other guys. Have we seen in the Big Leagues with the New York Mets, back and forth, that are sitting in AAA? And or again, Jose Buto has been so dynamite at the AA level. He's 24, and they put him on the roster this offseason. It might be time to show this kid off.
4: Could they bring him straight to the Major oh, League? Oh, 100%. You think you see Buto in the next he'll month?
6: He'll be in the Big Leagues this year. This year? Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, There's no question. Maybe
4: August. He's, the kid's good, man. All right, let's go to my plays. Uh, I left a play up there. The uh, the series parlay, both Calgary and Carolina, they both get game ones last night. Uh, two two unit plays here today. I don't I don't quite understand how Edmonton and Calgary first period totals are one and a half, but the Blues and Avs are two one nothing uh, wins in game one. I'll take it again. It takes three to beat me. I'm not sure the Blues are going to score in the first period tonight. Colorado would have to tally three. Lay a dollar thirty five there, and then. Um, you know, I like the first five because I don't want to deal with the bullpen. Gallon's hey, been so good. I'm mm-hmm. I'm an anti strowman guy. I just he's a head case to me. Because every time something goes wrong behind him in the field or he doesn't get a call or his guy boots the ball, he breaks down. Uh this is just a cheap price. Now, he's a little bit of a dog on the game. I had to lay a dollar five for the first five, but that's I'll go that way all the if I had to lay one fifteen, I would do that instead of taking the nine innings here.
6: So when the Jays were struggling and not winning, he was on their team. Mm. When, and they gave up, a, am telling you, they, they they gave up Simeon and for for Stroman, the Mets did. Um, and he showed up in New York, and what happened? They lost, Gosh. right? And now, where do he end up? If The only team that would pay him and he didn't deserve any money is Chicago. The guy is, he's just not a winning pitcher. Might have good stuff, might have good, you know, whatever the case may be, but clubhouse, you said it, clubhouse, man. And he doesn't have that, he's not that guy.
4: Clubhouse guys. Uh, let's go to the EPL uh, final games of the uh, Premier League season. Three teams, Leeds, Burnley, Everton, one of them's going to get regulated. Everton has played in the top flight of English soccer since Winston Churchill was <laughs> premier there. They have a home game today at Godison Park against Crystal Palace. Frank Lampard's team's going to get it done. They'll get the 3 points. They will avert that scene will be like no other. With those fans there in Liverpool for Everton, uh, lay 115 with Crystal Palace on the three-way. They need all three points uh, to make sure they don't get relegated. Because if Leeds and Burnley both win, they'd be relegated if they don't get the three. Uh, and then I have w- uh, one other one-unit play. I'm gonna take my guy that I have for the Cy Young, Framber Valdez. Houston gets back home tonight. Uh, Pavetta amazing last mm-hmm. night. Two two-hour and 28-minute game. Throws a complete game five-hitter against see them. It coming. I think the, no, I didn't either. I think the bats break out again tonight. Remember they scored 13. And the Avaldi start two nights ago. Batsbreaker, I'm going to play him on the run line. I'm not going to lay 220. I'll take Astros at home on the run line minus 105 against the Rangers. Flying high off that sweep of the Angels. There
6: it is. Oh, that's the other thing too. I was starting to notice um, the offense is starting to wake up a little bit, even with the, you know, the exception of these these beautiful baseballs. Uh, a lot of first inning yeses yes. have started. Yes. Which is that and, right? and
4: you're getting plus prices on them. Right. So mm-hmm. we're
6: starting to see the uh, the, the three weeks spring training and the cold weather start to wear off and the rhythm of what we do. So the offense is starting to pick up. The beautiful thing about this for hitters is we can't sit back and rely on the home run no more. That's why we were talking about on the other show um, yesterday morning with Gil. The, the the teams that are winning are veteran presence teams. Veteran present players and or managers. The teams that are struggling are young kids. Everybody was hitting home runs the last couple years because the ball's jumping out of the yard. So we didn't have to rely on how to manufacture runs or how to be a team, how to use the stick and use the whole field and, 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 and hit and run and or. So now that these balls have altered the offense, people still want to be successful and you're seeing hitters start to do more team stuff. I'm going to get you over. I'm going to give you the opportunity to drive runs in. And we're seeing that throughout the course of each team for each player, no matter where they're at. So... Very dangerous for pitchers moving forward, not only this year, but next year, um, to understand what hitters are relearning that was lost in our analytic slash the ball jumping out of the yard era. Um, We're going to see an interesting game next year, especially if they don't mess with anything.
4: Three night games uh, on the schedule tonight. We already talked about Cubs, D-backs, Rangers, Astros. Yep. Other game at 4 o'clock Pacific. Mariners off the win last night over Gaussman in Toronto. Head to Boston. Boston, maybe, I don't know. Does Boston get a little lift out of taking two out of three from the Astros? Did, well, it's Richie over the hill tonight against George Kirby. Uh, Red Sox, $1.25 home favorite. Total eight and a half, which I think might be a little low here tonight.
6: Did you not love, like, that was my favorite play yesterday was the Mariners because they were getting, uh, the like price was ridiculous, almost $2. Right? <laughs> yeah, man. Like, And they're a
4: good team. I know they have a little bit. You know, another guy we talk about pitchers don't go deep and won't throw, you know, 80, 90 pitches. They're done. Marco Gonzalez, when he's on, they'll let him throw 510 pitches. He gets pretty deep into games when he's yeah when he's, on, right? he's on when he's on. Um,
6: <laughs> all right, versus Seattle, oh, sorry versus Tampa, came in it great. great yeah. first game for this kid Kirby, and then yeah. obviously at the Mets, uh, didn't go as well. Um, limited to strikeouts. That's probably why he didn't know how to pitch around that stuff. Um, first year in the big leagues, first two games, like still got a lot to learn about this kid. Let's look at his minor league numbers real quick before we jump on him. 2022 uh, he was doing well five starts with the 182 27 24 innings 17 hits that's good five walks control guy 32 strikeouts so he has all the intangibles to do all the things that we're looking for I mean 67 innings here before 15 walks and 80 K's so Kirby obviously knows how to pitch he can strike guys out when he needs to and or he's not afraid to pitch to contact which is a very important thing Rich Hill uh, listen he's not going to go deep they got to rely on the bullpen this team last year wasn't supposed to be as good as it was, and 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 they were. And why? Because the pitching came together, the bullpen came together. They have three guys hitting in the top six. Boston does.
4: But it's amazing. And they can't Josh, win. I want to answer this. Boston's got three guys hitting over over three three fifteen, three twenty. Yeah. Dodgers have one guy in the lineup hitting three hundred. Dodgers are so far far and, and, and they can't score runs there. Nobody's hitting with runners in scoring position for Boston.
6: Okay, so we had Hunter Renfro last year, right? Same mm-hmm. thing. It was like over oh, 100 runners in scoring position, right? So it wasn't just him. They they don't, they relied on things that aren't working this year. Ball jumping out of the yard. Mm-hmm. They relied on certain things. And again, we have to learn to play this game. They have the ability. But like you don't just flip a switch and all of a sudden it's like I went from back leg into I'm going to give up my uh, at bat, you know, unselfishly. It's. It it take the adjustment takes a long time. And that's why I think next year, when I was explaining that, we're gonna see a little bit more. Um Rich Hill's been pitching pretty good. I mean he had a couple bad ones early, but he's been pitching pretty good lately. But it, Trevor Story hits his what, his first or second home run the other yep. day. Like he's, he been, he's really
4: hurt this team to me. One hundred percent. And they overpaid
6: I, him as well, right? There's yeah. a reason. Like he didn't want to play second base. He said it, and that's why they couldn't move him in Colorado. Now, because he didn't have a job, I'll play second. Um it's tough to go against Boston at home, but I did like the game yesterday. Um, it, it's almost a game where I think we we stay off because I want like it's gonna tell us a lot about what's gonna happen in the next couple of weeks with these two teams.
4: Thanks for tuning I'm in rushed. today. Thanks for Josh Towers coming in in relief. Hope Amal Shaw feels better and maybe he can give us three segments tomorrow. Up next on Beson, it's betting across America.
1: Sumo Play.